Here's the snapback. Here's the kick. He's got the leg into it. If it is good, and it is! Austin scores! A 49-yard field goal! And Indiana leads 27-24! Oh, it's an end around one to go. Rolling out of the pocket to his strong hand. Delivers deep down the field. Caught touchdown. Fried Fogle again. Welcome to the OEO podcast. That's right. We got sober and figured out how to do this thing again. I'm your host, Michael Bragg. You can find me on Twitter. It's at Bragg. We B-R-A-G-G-L-E-Y. I'm here as always. With my co-host Brandon, you can find him on Twitter. It's at Brandon Dubich. Brandon spelled traditionally Dubich, D-U-B-I-C-H. What is up, Brando? Hey, yeah, my whole idea of uh, let's do this live. Not only did we maybe drink too much, but um, we couldn't figure out the noise. So we're going back to the old reliable. Yes. Well, it was, I'm sure it was everyone really missed Seth's us. fault, right? It's of course it was. He was the one giving the echo. He was yeah. the one that. We couldn't make three people, um, you know, go together around the computer. I mean, yeah. it, it, you and I could have done it, you know, we, or you, you were sitting on my lap and we tested it and it was fine. Um, but then, you know, Seth, he couldn't because that's not a fat joke. I promise. Um, <laughs> he just couldn't. And then he, we tried to we thought we had it all set up. And then, of course, just like uh, his basketball team, they he disappointed. So um, I'm assuming that's why he's not here. He did say it was some sort of family event. I believe his wife, who is turning mm, 30, she's in her late 30s. I'm in my late 36, but she's got to be a little bit older than me. Either way, she is one of the greatest people of all time. But are you fan? Well, yeah, but she's also a very, very incredibly nice person. But she also loves to celebrate birthdays. So this is probably an entire birthday week. So I kind of believe him, but I also think that he's got his, his undies in a bunch. I think he's got he's his scared. undies in a bunch post IU Purdue basketball. I tried to text him Saturday after, well, after the game, like nine, 10 o'clock at night, because that's when Brandon has beverages after the kiddo goes to bed. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, he, he was very short. He was, he was not, normal optimistic happy seth he he seemed to be as the kids would say (laughs) down bad so um i'm gonna pull back the curtain i'm not gonna talk about brandon's bets for that game but all i'm going to say is that brandon and seth were had very similar ideas of how that game was gonna go i did not (laughs) i said iu would win by eight and a half which i thought i was gonna end up pulling that out there at the end maybe pull it out didn't get it i also took us Minus four and a half at the end of the first half. That was easy. And over 139 and a half. You guys didn't think we were going to score at home against the biggest rival. And we did. Well, a rival. I wouldn't say biggest rival. A rival. Um, And we just knocked them off. But either way, we are not a basketball podcast. We are a football podcast. And if anybody has as much momentum as the men's basketball team, it's the women's basketball team. And then that's probably followed by the soccer team. Oh, probably soccer soccer team. team. Yeah, well, kind of. uh, Yeah. Yeah. So let's get into some football stuff, Brandon. So what we promised last week was nothing. 
But what we did promise for this week was a little too deep action. Nothing like a little too deep in the second month of the year, uh, six months away from any sort of fall camp. Uh, we will take a stab at who's going to play where on offense. And then who's going to be behind? Well, the, the, the reason I wanted to do this, right? I, I've been pushing this too deep uh, conversation is because the roster is locked in for spring ball. Like yep, yep. Um, big programs celebrate spring ball. I think we should too. Right. Um, so that, that it, the biggest thing I think for me, what I found out doing the too deep is where we're strong at and where we need help at. Um, so that's, and then we're also going to go over uh, briefly where we've landed in in rankings um, and the two signees from the late signing period. Yeah, which I didn't even know had happened. Um, that tells you how much attention I'm paying at the moment, me being the biggest fan in the podcast. Uh, Brandon has done all of the work here lately. So um, let's talk about it real quick. First off, go get your season tickets. Go register to get those back on. I have done so, Brando. Um same seats, right? Same seats. Same seats. Yeah, Same we talked to we, right, we, right. we, we haven't locked ours in, but we talked about it last Friday. It just makes sense to lock in the same seats. They were good seats. We were around a lot of you guys. A lot of you guys knew where to find us. It just makes it makes too much sense not Did to we just tell them? hit the repeat. Well, we sent pictures and stuff. So you can, but can, you can we? Should we tell them if they don't? We, should, we can we give them the we, we don't. We don't hide away from fans. Yeah, but I don't want, you know, some of these old Miss fans and other people that listen to the podcast. <laughs> oh, that's true. That is true. Section Maybe 11. I'm... Section 11. It's the bottom. That's what we'll, that's what we'll say. Um, we've had options for other tickets, but prefer that corner, the Penix corner. I, yeah, um, I just love the tunnel. Yeah. I love celebrating touchdowns, right? Like sometimes when you're at closer to the middle of the field, you don't get, was his feet in? Did he cross the goal line? Like... <laughs> These seats for a half of football is awesome celebrating. Um, <laughs> yep. Yes, the other half great. of football, you're watching a lot of the screen, but you know, that's true. But you know, you know, had you gone to the Illinois game, you, that was a perfect seat to watch the Sean Shivers dive at the goal line, you know, stuff like that. Exactly what you're talking about. Had we been allowed in the stadium for the Penn state game of 2020, that would have been a perfect seat. But either way, we're, we're over in that section. So if you guys want to change your seats, I mean, you can maybe you can sit next to us. Or if you don't, you guys listen to us once or twice a week. I mean, you probably don't want to sit next to us anyway. <laughs> so, um, all right, cool. Well, that's it. Go get your season tickets. If you don't already have them, if you have them, go ahead and re-sign up and either hop back into uh, whatever this new format is or just keep them either way. So let's get into uh, final rankings for the 2023 class. Um I don't think it's over. Brandon's hinted at it. We don't think it's over. We think maybe post-spring we'll get a couple transfers in. But right now we'll stick with what we've got. 39th overall. These are according to what? 247. 247. So 39th overall in the country. 67th with just high school incoming class, which we talked about at nausea, guys. We've talked about the fact that we're not, we're not bringing in anybody shiny. I mean, there's going to be some good players that come out of this, especially on the defensive end. And Your boy Lowry, Lowry. Yep. is just stacking awards. You know, you know who did the Try same thing. I tell you guys, he's a winner, Peyton Ramsey. You, uh, it's an easy comp, right? Yeah. I, I like to stay away from comps because it's a. Uh, it normally just becomes same, the same babble cliche like, stuff. From, but from Ohio, good program, right? He, I mean, again, everything Ramsey has won, Brock Lowry is winning. 
Um, so that that comp is getting easier and easier. Was he Gatorade Player of the Year, Ohio? Was. Nice. Was. Um, okay, so we've got that. And again, as I said, outside of a, one quarterback, I think maybe a couple wide receivers, a couple DNs. The rest of it's all just safeties and and tackles and everything that we need. Uh, but you're not going to get big time flashy numbers out of those recruits. Um, so 67th in high school, ninth in the country in transfer. Now that's where it's really holding up the class. Uh, a couple big time guys we've again talked at in nausea as, as the fact that if you guys want to hear any of that, you can just go back and read some other ones. So we have 30 new guys coming in, uh, two new guys that have just been signed. Brandon, do you want he, to talk he a was not, about He was that? not the Ohio Gatorade player. Okay, was I didn't a, think so. it, it was a running back from Moeller. Okay, of course it's from Moeller. Whoever, Moeller or the, uh, what's the other one? St. Pius X, is that the other one? Yeah, St. X. Yeah, whatever it is. I don't know. Either way, Brandon, let's talk about the two guys that came in. Drop them on me. So they're both sort of exciting. I know we talk about the video game way too much, um, but we got we got an athlete from Florida, uh, Desario Riles, who played in 2A, which the way Florida does it is the opposite of Indiana. Lower the number, the bigger the school. So Desario uh, played at 2A, which is the next to the biggest. He was a multi-sport athlete. He averaged 12 points and eight rebounds in basketball. He played starting quarterback where he ran for over a thousand and almost passed for a thousand. He's 6'3, 225, but he's gonna likely play edge, could maybe find himself at linebacker. Um, they're gonna kind of let camp fall or spring and fall camp kind of decide where Desario goes. I just said, I hate doing comps, but this sounds like Chris Covington, like literally said quarterback could play linebacker kind of has the versatility to be all over the place. If you've seen pictures of him, he looks like just an absolute badass. Um, I don't get his, his, his nickname. Did you see his nickname? Is it OO? Is yeah. Right? Well, I don't know how you pronounce it, but he goes by OO. I like it. Um, I'm okay with that. So, uh, again, um, don't know exactly where he's going to wind up, but I love this late addition, right? Getting Florida multi-sport athletes, not a bad thing. I just love multi-sport athletes in general. I love a good offensive lineman that can play. Uh, now, remember, oh, I can't remember his name now. Caleb Jones, uh, basketball player and offensive lineman. Great feet. Yep. Remember, nobody thought he thought he was going to be a project. Didn't think his feet were going to be right. And it made a huge impact as a true freshman. And now he, what he's on the Packers. Is he on the Packers or had a sniff with the Packers a little bit? He definitely got called up. I don't know how much playing time he got. Yeah. But... but either way, like I love multi-sport athletes. Again, you look at, you know, a lot of football players play track as well. Those kind of athletes are, are good to have. So um, did we talk about the tight end edge, Anthony Miller? No. So, so Anthony Miller, uh, again, um, he, he played tight end and defensive end, um, which again, so Georgia is like Indiana, bigger, the bigger, the number, bigger, the school. And he played in seven of the eight. So similar to Sario, he played in next to the biggest, um, and, he played they 247 has him as a tight end 65 235 top 800 player right ranked ranked 779 so definitely ranked really high um 
And but I think he's going to play defense. Uh, at least that's everything that I read from the great Matt Weaver on 247. Um, and mostly because we're going to go over it. Um, the the tight end room is deep and young. Um, yeah, same year, both both he, kids. Right. So um, I think Anthony probably knew he wasn't coming into play tight end because IU doesn't need any young tight ends. Um, so again, I mean, but he has the frame coming in at 235 already. I mean, if he packs on a good 10, 15 pounds of muscle and this kid is 6'5", 250, that's, that's a really big edge and, and borderline on, um, strong side defensive end. Um, so, uh, both exciting guys, guys that I think could really help in that, uh, front seven or yeah. Um, front seven of that Indiana defense that yeah. not only needs help, um, but just needs more guys. I mean, we were we were playing walk-ons and safeties um, in the front yeah. seven. So, yes, uh, that's going to be an interesting group this year. So it'll be funny to see how that shakes out um, in the spring. And we'll talk about it next week on defense. But yeah, excited about both players. I love to have good versatility. Sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes it's a bad thing. But you know, if it anybody turns yeah, out, sometimes you become close. a tweener and you're not yeah. anything. But again, we're talking about the 29 and 30th guys um, that we added on this roster. Sorry if I kind of took your took your thunder there, but we had we That's added perfect. 30 guys on this roster. I feel like you're adding very high ceiling guys with Desario and Anthony Miller. Um, that's who that's the gamble. You, you don't want you don't want these guys being your cornerstones of your class, but rolling on the dice on on two of these guys one that's a top 800 player hell yeah yeah all right uh i don't have anything else to add there so let's hop into the offensive Wait, too deep early brando's randos knock it off early how happy are you with a top 40 recruiting ranking after the season the two seasons we had in a row i'm pretty happy with it I'm pretty happy with it. I think the transfer, I, I'm skeptical when it comes to transfers. Um, I mean, I think the quality of player that we brought in this year is nice. Um, I real, I mean, you can look at players that have, are great looking transfers, right? So you figure, I mean, you can call Cam Camper one who's incredible. Hopefully he comes back fully healthy. Josh Henderson, friend of the podcast, amazing running back to have. Um, Zach Carpenter has been a nice fit, took him a year or so. I mean, these are, these are players that have turned out well, but then you can go and look at some other players that, you know, had high hopes that didn't turn out. So I'm going to hold my judgment. Mr. Positive is going to actually, you know, pull himself back a little bit. I'm excited for a top 40. Let's see how it plays out. So, um, all right, let's hop in offense let's start with the with the offensive line we'll save the shiny guys for the end uh the big hog is up front brandon I, i'll read through them real quick yep um and then we can kind of talk about the position group as a whole um pretty easy to kind of i would say it's pretty easy to pick um but a lot of people don't pay too much attention to the offensive line but here's what we've got left tackle matt bedford right or left guard uh khalil benson i do think the guy behind him, Demon Moore, DJ Moore, that's going to be a battle for the spring. Zach Carpenter at center. Um, Longman, remind me of his first name. Do you have it? Is it Max with two Max, X's? Right. I'm pretty sure. Yes, Max with two X's and Longman with two N's. 
at right guard, the UMass transfer, who I think is a easy plug and play. Um, and then Josh, is it Josh, Josh sales, right? Yep. Josh sales on the right tackle with uh, Carter Smith backing him up. We've got Fiacable behind Longman, Kadick behind Carpenter, DJ Moore behind Benson, and then hopefully, which I think Brandon's going to talk about here in just a minute, uh, a portal transfer on the left tackle because... Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, thank you for for breaking that down. And I'm So, we really have three playable tackles, and you're just leaving yourself. Now, I like all three of them. Right. Um, we know we like to rotate in a lot of offensive linemen. Yeah. I'm absolutely cool with uh, a rotation of Carter Smith, who looked nice in the run game, really good in the run game. Um, Josh Sales, who I think was just solid all around and Bedford, who is just, you know, a veteran. I'm comfortable with those three. But there's even if it's not like a serious injury, things happen. And there is nobody behind him. Um, you got a little bit of a project um, in Bray Lynch. Uh, he comes from Westlake, uh, you know, so he comes from a very good uh, Dallas high school. But he was still a plus, like he's the 1,034th ranked recruit, right? So he's going to need a few more years to to kind of get his legs underneath him. Um, and then we have a true freshman in Alex Barrett, who again um, is you know he's six seven two seventy five, but he's also a thousandth and thirty first ranked recruit. Yeah. So what about Bubba, does Bubba play on the Bubba plays on the inside, doesn't he? He does. Same yeah. with same with Larkins, right? And Larkins, mm-hmm. I don't think cracked our Larkins did not. I would if I was if I was Vinny, Vinny Fiacable, Vinny, Vinny Fiacable. Well, uh, too bad Seth's not on here just to pronounce his last name. Um, I would be a little scared of that. But as we talked about pregame, if there's a strength to the offensive line, which I think you were getting to, it is on the interior with a lot of experience. With, a lot of guys. Yeah, Max Longman, tons of experience. Zach Carpenter with a full, basically a season and a half of starting under his belt. Um, Khalil Benson, who's been here since I think uh, Bill Lynch was here, like, and that was a joke. It's he's he's been here forever, though. I think legitimately, it feels like he's been here six years. He may be a junior, I don't know, but I swear I've seen his name on the depth chart for like six years. Um, you know, Demon Moore, Mike, uh, Matt Kadick. You know, I mean, those, so you even you even have guys like the, Cam Knight who came in and, and played Knight, a little bit of Brandon center. Knight's brother, yep. Yeah, yep. I mean, again, he's a Noblesville guy. I mean, he's no one you want starting, but I mean, if if he's if he's your backup, he already proved that he can be a backup. So I really like not only the starters we have in the inside, but the depth we have inside. I mean, you could even go three deep in the interior. You 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 really could, and and start on a four deep on the interior. Um, I just think you have to add a portal guy or two in the tackle position easier said than done, because I think, I mean, I'm mean, general, I think left tackle is the second hardest position to get in all of, all of college. I think quarterbacks one left tackle is two. Um, so obviously way, way easier said than done, but, or, you know, you could move one of these inside guys out. I don't know enough about offensive linemen to know what positions work like that. 
Um, you do have Benson, who's six six. Yeah, I was gonna say, I think Benson is kind of a a hybrid. Um, other than that, I don't. Yeah, no, no one, no one really has the height or the weight to really kind of. Most of them are like perfect guards, six three, yeah. six four, Just high two nineties. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, again, I feel really good about sales and sales and Carter Smith. I think those are going to be multi year starters. Um, feel really good about Carpenter when he's healthy. He's good. When he's not healthy, he struggles. But that's why you have Kadic and Knight there as backup. Yeah. Like if you if you have three legit guys that you could plug in at center. I just I just have horrible memories of uh, of Kata kind of getting blown back, but he's still young. Kadik is still young. He was he was a sophomore, a redshirt sophomore last year. Yeah. So now now as a redshirt uh, as a redshirt junior who still has three years to play because of crazy COVID. So you know, um, it's 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 a good mixture of experience, good mixture of um, young talent. Just need more on the outside. Yeah. Not um, not not DJ more, but like M O R. All right, guys. Wake up from your snooze of the offensive line talk. Let's talk uh tight ends real quick. Um, pretty easy to fill in. You take your pick. Both of them had some big time flashes, I thought, last season. Um, Aaron Steinfeld and James Bomba. James Bomba, the um what is it called? The legacy player uh, in transfer from Miami of Ohio from 2022. Dude can block. Yes. Bamba Bamba helps in the run game a lot. I think that really, I don't know about really helped, but it played a small role in helping the run game late in the year. You saw him a lot at the end of the year. Exactly. And AJ Barner had, and now that he's gone, AJ Barner had zero interest in doing nope. anything other than like slowly lumbering down the field and acting like he's wide open. Right. So, and he doesn't play for us anymore. He's a Wolverine. I'm allowed to do these things. Um, so Aaron Steinfeld, I'm going to say this now better than AJ Barner. I think he's, he's built very similar. He might be bigger tall wise. I don't think he's as tall as Barner, but he he's definitely thicker. Yes. Like he, he's, he's him he's and Bamba stud. both. Him and, yes. him and Bamba both have weight to throw around on that yeah. offensive line. This dude's a stud. Uh, we have some good redshirt freshmen behind him as well. Or no, 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 true freshman, right? Ryan Miller. No, um, they were they were both here last year. Were they here last um, year? So redshirt yeah. freshman, Ryan Miller and They're, Brady Foley. So right? Miller is cut from the Barner cloth. Um, yes. he, he's a he's a stand up tight end, a linebacker mismatch. Yeah. Ra- I don't think you'll see Ryan Millard being too much of an inline tight end, but then you have Brady Foley, um, who Brady is Foley's the whole package ranked five Oh two, um, in last year's class. He's two fifty six six. Um, man, the tight end room is, I don't know if this is good or bad. Uh, our tight end room is the deepest group, uh, that, that we have. Um, the good thing is you saw us incorporating a lot of two tight end sets, when we became this run heavy team in the last quarter of the year. So this isn't a bad thing to, to have five, four blocking tight ends. And then, and then Ryan Miller, um, which isn't a bad thing either. You want those mismatch guys. So yeah. feel really good about the tight end room. Me too. Me too. And we did talk about that pregame. 
I think the rest of the way, really outside of maybe the last position that we talk about, I feel incredibly confident with everybody that's there. Um, let's talk wide receivers now. You didn't add a slot. I added a slot, but you did add this guy in here. We'll start in the slot position. You take your pick, man. It could be Dequise Carter, the transfer from Fordham, uh, the four-star transfer, I might add, from Fordham, who was uh, – he's he's quick, and he's big. He's six foot one for a slot receiver. Um, can move like a small, you know, five foot eight Shane Wynn. Wait, five six, one seventy five. That was Shane Wynn, five six. Um, <laughs> sorry, that's my wife's favorite player in IU football history, and she would always call him Shane Wynn, five six, one seventy five. Um, so either way, Dequise Carter in the slot, or you've got Jalen Lucas, which I don't think you can pin a position on him. No. Um, just put him wherever he's going to touch the football. I don't care. You can put him at can, center. Can I throw in a wild card? And this is only supposed to be a two deep. Do it. One, because he's very active on Twitter. You see him on the sidelines. And he's from a power high, high, high school. He's a throwing recruit. Cameron Perry. Yes. No. So Cameron Perry. Yes. A hundred percent. A player I talked about a lot last year going into the season, which I thought was going to see the field, but he's very small. Um, at least last five nine one sixty two, not yeah, even one seventy five. He was he. You could tell him, and you could tell in pads, soaking wet. He wasn't one seventy. Would you say one seventy two? One sixty two. According to the IU roster, no. Even after that Idaho game, getting poured on in pads, no way that dude's one hundred and sixty two pounds. Uh, but he is a speedster. He's a shifty guy. Um, originally a Central Michigan commit, I believe. Yep. Um, got a late flip on him last year, uh, kind of an under the radar, like Brandon said, player. But yeah, I, I totally agree about about that as well. Um, I, he's just a player you root for. He's he's yeah. a hype man, right? Like yep. all during the the Traven Jackson recruitment, he was he was going on when when the uh, when Carter joined, he was pumped. Um, I mean, obviously, I think I'm probably you know the Leo podcast is a little bit more involved in Twitter than you know the average the average fan, but he's he's easy to root for. Let's put it that way. And players like him have succeeded. I mean, not just Shane Wynn. I mean, you have uh, DJ Matthews. Um, you know the the list goes on and on. Uh, we have WAP. Uh, can't forget about Whopper. So, um, we've seen five nine guys. Five nine shifty guys be very good in this offense. There's one in there right now, Jalen Lucas. I mean, he's yeah. incredible. So um, cool. The other guys, um, and then I'll let Brandon talk some running back. But uh, EJ Williams, the six foot five transfer, I think, from Cleveland on the outside. Brandon has him listed ahead of Anderson Kobe, which I think is going to be another one of those battles we might might want to watch in the spring. Um, another person I'd love to see come back in the spring, Cam Camper. I don't know if that fits his timetable it'll be close no, no i don't think he'll play any okay i wouldn't i wouldn't either I, maybe he doesn't need practice. some walkthroughs or, or whatever practice. but nothing crazy um and then dequeese carter on the outside but you know you've got players jacques smith right you've got um some donovan mccauley donovan mccauley that could Sec- fit in second there. season of camp Yes. So I, I do think that outside of camper, you're going to have good depth. I think there's a ton of Omar. depth. A ton of playing time. Can't Omar forget about Cooper Omar as well, who we could see in the slot, Brandon. That's somebody we didn't think about in the slot. Played a little bit of slot uh, last season. Um, Omar Cooper, sneaky pick for the slot too deep as well. Um, 
Do you want to talk any more about wide receivers or do you want to nope. talk about the running back room, Brandon? I love this combination. Henderson is your first and, and second down back and, and Turner as your third down back. Not so much for pass catching, but I just think they their skill sets complement each other so well. Henderson more between the tackles, Turner a little bit more outside the tackles. Um, you know, I think there was, uh, you know, a little bit of redundancy last year with Shivers and, and Henderson. Um, they both, they were both incorporated as between the tackle guys. Um, Turner did a lot of off tackle stuff. Maybe that was Wake Forest offense who, who I, I don't, I honestly don't know enough about Wake Forest. Uh, but I think they complement each other really well. If anything, we're going to get more Henderson. Right, which which we clamored for all season. Yep. Right. So I think this is Henderson's show with 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 a compliment to Turner. Um, I hope we get you know kind of a a sixty you know sixty percent split with or you know Henderson gets sixty percent of the carries, Turner gets twenty five percent of the carries, and then Lucas gets about fifteen percent of the carries plus time at the slot. Um. So I, it's a healthy running back room, and it's got depth, right? I mean, we 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 went on and on last year about how we thought Holloman and Howland. That's the true thunder and lightning, right? Um, yep. Howland being the thunder and, and uh, Holloman being the lightning. Um, that, those are five capable backs uh, all, all here for this run-focused offense that, that, I, that we saw work towards the end of the season. Okay, so a little a little bit about Christian Turner, which we talked about um, enough, I think. I mean, played ball at Michigan, actually saw the field, transferred to Wake Forest, and then now has transferred here for his final season. I'd I'd watch out for him, man. And you know that we love Josh Henderson, love him. It again, another battle, I think, coming the spring where no matter who comes out of it, I think it's going to be a really good player. I do think that they could swap roles. I do think Turner could be a first and second down player. You got Josh on third down. He's great at catching the football out of the backfield. We've yeah, seen may, yeah maybe I have many, that backwards. Maybe I have that backwards. Maybe. Um, but I, I don't care who's back there. I think either one of them is going to be a really good player. Um, you know, Lucas, I think is going to be back there a lot. I know you said carries at 15%. I would say you see him back there high thirties, 40%. I would, even if they go two D or two running backs, I think he's one of the two, um, just as a threat, if not anything else, but yeah, running back room is nice. And again, you've got the, the two H, um, so they sophomores now red shirt sophomores, yeah. um, and Howland and, um, I can't think of the other one. Howland and Howellman. And Howellman. That's right. Um, okay. Quarterback. This is the interesting one. So Traven Jackson, we believe, should walk in. Uh, they're gonna battle. You're gonna hear this a lot, I think, from from Coach Allen, is that you're gonna you're gonna have a quarterback battle. Um, so he'll battle for the starting position. I would say he's odds on favorite to take it. Uh behind him, a total S show behind him. So uh, not in a bad way, just we don't know who it's going to be. It could be Brock Lowry. It could be Brendan Soresby. Do we bring in another quarterback transfer? Do you, do you not know? Do you not know? I don't. Did you not hear this? I did not. I did not put this on here on purpose. I think we have our backup quarterback. Really? 
Yes. And it's a, it's a, this is Purdue move. This is a walk on, but not a true walk on. First of all, all name team, Blaze McKibben. I'm in. Starting. 6'5, 210. Originally committed to Fresno State, where he got snaps. Not a lot, not a lot, but guess who he got coached by? I can't think of his name, but our former guy. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, um, he is coming in as a super senior for one year. Um, and I think he ends up being our backup quarterback. Uh, he's a fifth year senior. Why would he transfer here for his last year ever? If he wasn't saying like, Hey, this is going to be your role. You're going to be our backup quarterback. Yeah. And I know people hear six, five and assume statue just watching a little bit of his highlight tapes. I'm not saying he's a run first guy. He's nowhere near it. Um, but he's he can scoot. He can scoot a little bit. And guys, I, I, I don't know, and I don't think anybody really knows what the damage is really going to do to Dexter Williams. But, you know, with modern technology and everything, you know, ACLs are only, what, five, six months. Who knows what his knee turns out to be. I know we're hearing maybe a year, maybe this is a, a wash year for him. But, um you know, he could also see the field too. So don't forget about Dexter blaze, a good piece. Uh, one that you've surprised me with here late. Um, and totally agree. I think that he'll probably step in and, and take that backup spot, which allows Soresby to learn. It also allows Lowry to take a, a red shirt year. If we can make that happen, but the way that it went last year, we played like 17 quarterbacks. So who knows? Um, so yeah, Taven Jackson, and then Blaze McKinnon, uh, there's your battle for the spring with Soresby and, and Brock Lowry as well. So, uh, and then again, Dexter hanging out in the backfield or in the background somewhere, waiting for his injury to heal up. So, totally agree with that. Love the Blaze McKibben thing. Anything else you want to add on the offense? Not, yeah, uh, or no, no. Um, it'll be interesting to see uh, what kind of offense they install. Right. I mean, the first quarter, first third of the season, it was all like, how quick does they get the ball out? Look at this fast offense. And then it almost 180. Right. I mean, literally, IU threw the most passes for the first four or five weeks of the year. And then we threw seven passes against Michigan State. Um, First off, a little frustrating. But if you want to look glass half full, that shows that our OC is willing to be flexible and work yeah. with what he's got. He's not one of these OCs that's like, oh, I'm going to get my system and my system works. Um, so I, I really do think they'll build the best system for this team. Um, and I do think it is going to be a lot of a lot of spread football um, with a rev- run-heavy focus. Yeah. Um, I do think that you're finally going to see the players that he needs for his offense in place. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to see it. We can't wait for, for spring ball to start. Uh, but well before that, you guys are going to listen to a bunch of these sponsorship reads. And ours is Monon Track Club. MTC is Indiana's running brand built on a deep love for the sport in the Hoosier State. They craft products, tell stories, and create experiences that aim to celebrate, support, and add to Indiana's running culture. Check out the link in the show notes for more details on their club runs, which they are doing that. It is kind of semi-warm-ish this week, so it would have been a good time to run with them, but uh, nobody 
really wants to do that in February, but either way, uh, shop their sick gear from shirts to hoodies to koozies. Use LEO 10 at checkout for 10% off your order. Uh, now let's get to whatever Brando has left of his randos. Yeah. So, uh, my first one is if you had to put a letter grade, A, B, C, D, or F on the offensive too deep, what are you giving it? Hmm. The stats not here, so I can be as homery as I want to be. Um, a B, like an eighty-five percent. I'll give it a B. See, I love that. I'm going. You're going NCA football number. I'm going eighty-two B minus. Okay. Maybe even an eighty-one, simply because it's so a weighted in quarterback. Unknowns. Yeah. So weighted in quarterback and Taven could be an 85 or he could be a 75. I don't know. He could be a 95. He could be incredible. Could be. Could be. Just saying. Yep. One offensive player, not named Jalen Lucas, not named Cam Camper. Do you think breaks out? Hmm. Um, I love big wide receivers. So I'm going to go EJ Williams. I love that. That I was, if you look at his one season, he actually had a quarterback. The guy put up numbers. He's been a ghost the past two seasons, but when he has a musical instrument like a ukulele throwing at you, that is going to be very difficult. I'm going to, uh, to Queez Carter. You saw what okay. a healthy DJ Matthews did his first year before pre-injury. I think everything you ran for Matthews, you can run for him, and that's super exciting. Um, you 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 saw D, a health when DJ Matthews was healthy, he was an absolute weapon. All right, um, last one here, um, and it's it's going to go back up to recruiting. What we did in the beginning here, um. I think we're going to get a pretty flashy recruiting class in this one um, because we have, I think we have to get a, a running back right with Henderson and Turner. Um, I think we need to get wide receivers. Um, I don't, it's going to be hard to get a quarterback with Jackson and and Dexter Williams, but I'm going to love to see what this, uh, this recruiting cycle looks like with running backs and wide receivers are you expecting a similar thing i'm sorry i was not paying attention can you say that one more time i think this is gonna be a pretty flashy recruiting class again like you said we've said it ad nauseum um this last class wasn't spectacular or not flashy i mean again it's top 40 class Um, but i think this is going to be running back and wide receiver heavy and because because we're a little bit senior laden in, in both oh, yeah. of those no, this will be a fun one. This will be a, this will be what I, I mean you fun one. I mean you're gonna be like, yeah, love this. Because you lose Turner, guy. you lose Henderson, you lose Camper, you lose Carter, you lose Cope. I mean, again, you could you could be losing a lot of offensive contributors. So I, I think this could be a very, very fun recruiting cycle. It's not gonna start till about June. Um, so that's that's a little bit uh, a little bit early to be thinking about it in mid February. Yeah, any in-state guys that are no jumping idea. off, or have we I, done any of that no, research yet? I mean, it no, is no, so. no, none. Twenty twenty-four research, zero. Okay, okay, got nothing. And that's all yeah. I got for Brando's Randos. There we go. Cool. 
And that's really all we have for the pod today, guys. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. I'm sorry that we weren't slurring our words and talking over each other the entire time. Uh, like we semi-promised you guys last week. Uh, we will do some sort of crazy stuff. As I said, there are some big plans for the LEO podcast for this upcoming season. Um, again, six months out. So so just stay tuned. And, and one of these days, we'll drop the, drop the news bombs on you guys and free it out. So, um, yeah, but that's it. Brandon, anything else? That's it. Cool, man. Be sure to check out the pod. It's on Twitter. Not a whole lot of action going on there, but please follow us. We'll always follow back. Uh, it's at podcast LEO on Twitter. Be sure to download, rate, review, follow on all of our platforms. Uh, until next week, we love you guys. LEO. 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 Purdue sucks. LEO. Awesome day. LEO. Thank you so much, Rick. I appreciate that. LEO. All right. Great. LEO. Appreciate you guys. LEO. You're welcome, Dave. Have a great day. LEO. Have a great day. LEO. Appreciate you being here with us. Have an awesome day. And LEO. Oh, thank you so much. LEO. Well, thanks so much. LEO. Hey, thanks so much, Mike. Appreciate that. LEO. Appreciate you guys, man. Have an awesome day. LEO. Awesome. LEO. LEO.